Next Chapter Podcasts. Welcome to Midnight Public Radio. I'm Ari Wood. Every week we explore a new theme. This week, animals and their kingdoms. People have always had a complicated relationship with animals. Some of our first cave paintings are of dogs, horses, cats, buffalo. They mean so much. Some of the first gods, gods of the sky, were made into birds. In Egypt, they worshipped cats up until 1978. I remember going to the woods as a young man, seeing birds, wondering what they were thinking. The stories we bring you today cover a range of topics. But before that, we have to mention our sponsor, the Corporation for Pubic Broadcasting, reaching America's hearts and minds directly through the groin, and the Arthur Grapevine Davis Foundation, creator of the Grapevine Dance since 1969, bringing the boogie to public radio. I'm Ari Wood. This week, the Animal Kingdom. You know they call the lion the king of the beasts, but in the boardroom, it's human beings who typically have the run of things. What happens when that boardroom becomes the center of discussion for what animals might make good customers? We have exclusive audio from a meeting recently held at a Fortune 500 company shared with us by a whistleblower who may or may not have been an animal themselves. Act 1, Cycle of Life. Those are good numbers. Great numbers, man. Thank you so much, Mitch. I mean, that's just... These are incredible. Now, now, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm down to praise the good numbers, but, but Kevin, we've seen a little slipping in your department. How, how are we going to get these numbers up? I got it. I got the best idea for the company. A new product that will revolutionize the way people view everything. And it's going to get the numbers. We, we're going to have to we're gonna have to make this uh, ceiling a little taller because these numbers are going to be through the roof at this point. You know? Oh, structural integrity issues with these numbers. I like the sound of that. Oh, yeah. Great idea. Big idea. Revolutionary. Yep. So it's going to change the way people see things. Oh, yeah. Everything. How are we... Uh, what's, what's the best way to get the product to market? Oh, boy. We're just going to have to dump them in the water. Dump it in the water? Yep. We're going to have to mass produce them and then just chuck them in the ocean. What, uh, what are the, the, the product you want to make that will help people see things different? Oh, yeah. We, wanna, we're, we need to throw it in the ocean to make the profit? Straight to the ocean. Hmm. And what exactly is it that we'll be trying to to sell to people? I'm sorry. I know that. I mean, you're, you're, the campaign you had on like the cheese crackers uh, totally got the company out of the black. So I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to disparage your ideas, but I'm just. I don't quite understand. What are we putting in the ocean? Bicycles. So are we an entire bicycle? Are we building? Building the bike. To completion. Yep. Ground floor. Putting air in the tires, and then the customer goes into the ocean to buy the bike? Customer lives in the ocean. Oh. Yeah. These are bicycles for dolphins. Okay. Now, I know what you're telling yourself. I know what you're all thinking. Mitch, don't fucking look at me like that. I know exactly what you're thinking, you piece Mm. of shit. Bicycles for dolphins will revolutionize the way everyone looks at everything. Here's the thing. Dolphins. Second smartest mammal on the planet. I mean, no one compares. I mean, humans, yeah, we're the best. USA, humans. But dolphins, second smartest, allegedly. They're fast, they're agile, 
Excellent hunters. But one thing they don't have is an industrial revolution. Mm. We're about to change the way that dolphins get around. We're going to give dolphins bicycles. It's never been done before. Now, I don't know, a lot of people have said dolphins would probably get around much easier and faster without a bicycle. And you're right, they probably would. But if you were a dolphin, imagine you were a dolphin, right? Okay. Swimming down there, using your echolocation, mm -hmm. getting around and shit. And then you see this other dolphin, not moving as fast. Why is he going so slow? Hmm. Dolphins relax, not in a rush to get anywhere. Knows it doesn't have to be. Just pedaling away on its bicycle. And all these dolphins hustling and bustling, swimming around echolocation. All the while the one cruising along on a nice, cool, new dolphin bicycle. Next thing you know, the other dolphins are getting jealous. I'm jealous. Exactly. Everyone's jealous. Why? Because they don't have a fucking dolphin bicycle. Next thing you know, every fucking creature of the sea is buying one of our bikes. Dolphin bikes, shark bikes, crab bikes, seahorse bikes. The seahorses will be on their own bikes. And who's going to sell those bikes? Who's going to sell those bikes, Mitch? That's right, we're going to sell those bikes. And that's what's going to get these numbers to the stratosphere. Well, I'm, uh, my one concern is how do, you, how do we think we're going to be making money off the dolphins? <laughs> oh, my dear sweet idiot. I gotta take this call. Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm gonna need a ride. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm on the spot here. I don't have an answer for this question I was just asked, and I really gotta... I'm gonna need to, you know, get scooped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but... I thought it was gonna be a hit, but then he's asking about money, and I don't really know... How, like, I can get you the bikes, I'm sure, but they're going to need some money for the bikes. Well, I mean, uh, okay, okay, I got it. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come pick me up. I'm going to go close out this meeting. I'm going to close this deal. You're going to get your bikes, and you guys are going to give me gills, right? You're going you're gonna to help me like you, or you're going to put a blowhole in my back, whatever you got to do, because I can't live. They're going to fucking kill me once they manufacture all these bikes. They don't get their money. So you have to get me out. You got to bail me out of this. All right. All right. Thanks. See you in 10. Oh, sorry about that. I had to go do a thing to distract from that question. Anyway. Yeah, very unprofessional after I asked you a question for you to just walk out. But hey. again, the cheese crackers. You I have know. a little autonomy. Watch your tone. Watch your tone. You're talking to your new boss over here. I don't know. What was the question? How, how are we going to get what? The money. The money. The money. <laughs> Let me tell you. The money will make itself. That's right. You know how diamonds are made? Yes, pressure um, yeah. on the carbon. Exactly. And this company is going to feel a lot of pressure after they manufacture these bikes. Yes, I, I agree with that. It and know what's going to come out of all that pressure? Diamonds. Well, I don't know if that's a sell that we can take to the bosses. If you can promise that the dolphins will pay with C-notes, I think I can at least take that to them. Oh, these dolphins will pay with C-notes, D-notes, E-notes, F-notes, whatever notes you need. They got them. They got a whole symphony of notes for you. And cold, hard diamonds. 
So not only so you're saying listen, the pressure will make a, a diamond and they pay in diamonds? Stop asking questions. Do we have a deal or not? Do you want the bikes? Uh do you want the bikes? Uh, Mitch, don't stop writing shit down, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, you're being real distracting. Yeah. Yeah. So come on, let's close this deal, huh? Uh um Yes. Under the pressure, all right. you get the deals. All right. We got the deal. We got the diamonds. It's I all I don't know set. how Bear is going to start making bikes, but we will figure it out. Yep. That's not my job. My job is to get the hell out of here now. See you, uh, see you next time. See ya. <laughs> all right. We'll have a, we'll have an early AM meeting tomorrow. We'll have all those bikes uh, yeah, made sure. and, and fabricated overnight. Yep, and don't even worry about putting them in stores. Just chuck them directly into the water, right into the ocean. No stores necessary. Direct to the consumer. So should we do it at the beach, or we got to go do a big drop? we got to take them a mile out. No, use all the company funds, fly in a plane, jumbo plane, and just dump them in the ocean. Okay, and then the diamonds will start flowing back with the high tide? Give it a couple weeks, that pressure will really, really build, and the numbers are going to start coming. Yeah, because it it's, it's a lot of pressure. I, I already <laughs> signing the contract, knowing it's uh, 10 million bikes to be manufactured and, and dumped, hoping that these C-notes and diamonds come in, because you promised. Hey, all that pressure you're feeling <laughs> will one day be diamonds, my friend. Welcome back, NPR, Ari Wood. This week, animals and their kingdoms. You know, the most common animal interactions we have is most people in America is with our pets. But for some people, a cat or a dog just won't do. You want something a little more specific. Act 2. Spider. I hardly know her. Hello, sir. Yes, hello. I am in the market for a new pet. Do you have any snakes? Preferably king cobras. No. No. Well, how about any anacondas? Mm. I'm looking for a very big, scary snake. Ah. I'm sick of people coming to my house and stealing my packages off the front porch. So I figure if I have a big snake that I leave out front, it'll deter the burglars and thieves from coming over. Uh. No anacondas. Okay, how about jaguars? No. Full-size adult jaguars. Do you have any of those? No, sir. No jaguars either. What about crocodiles? No, alligators, whichever one hangs out on the land a lot. I'll take one of those. Sorry. Maybe two so they don't get lonely. No. Two crocodiles or alligators, whichever one. Don't got them. Don't sell those either. What kind of What kind of animals do you have here? Got rabbits and cats and cats dogs. Cats and dogs and rabbits. Okay. Oh. None of those are scary. Eh, they can be. You got anything scary? Got tarantulas and lizards. Tarantula? Yeah. Like we got a couple that came in. I'll take it. Okay. What about any snake tarantulas? Midnight Public Radio, we're back discussing the animal kingdom. I'm Ari Wood. We've talked about pets and we've talked about business, but animals also have a place in the world of medicine. More and more procedures rely on our understanding of animals, on serums developed from their various glands. This also includes a radical new treatment, including one of the animals closest to humans. For more, we bring you the story of an injured man and 
a monkey named Tambo. Act three, chimpin' ain't easy. Uh, all right, Mr. Johnson, so we've got your cast set. Um, so you obviously will not be able to move for a while, but this is actually really exciting. You're the first person um, that we've treated who's had the insurance exclusive enough for us to use this new program. So you were actually, we were going to send you um, with like a home health care aid, um, but we're actually going to be bringing in a, a monkey, um, a capuchin monkey. Um, his name is Hambone, um, and he's going to be taking care of you. So it's going to kind of be like you're going to have 24-7 support. Wait, wait, wait. So my, hold on, my, my insurance is paying... For a monkey? Yes, exactly. You get, you got it in one. A hambone monkey? What does that hambone mean? is the name of the monkey. He is a capuchin. Um, they're like the little guys you see in movies who are up to tricks. But the trick he's going to be up to is the trick of taking care Which of you. Which movie? Like Dunstan checks in? No, uh, Dunstan checks out. Uh, had some capuchins in it because, um, of course, uh, the Dunstan is a chimpanzee and he was assassinated by the capuchin mafia. Which is a fictional thing. I should, you know, we have some concerns sometimes. That... Oh wait, so. So I'm sorry. I uh, let's just dial up this morphine. I want. Mm, that does. Last I remember, as I was taking a tractor on the Johnson and Johnson family field, we were trying to get some air, and then I wake up in a hospital, and you're telling me that I'm going to have a a monkey take care of me. Yes. Yeah, so during the fourth quarter. Yes, for the entire three months at the end of this year. This monkey will be taking care of you. And then, you know, we'll um, we'll see if you'll be able to continue with the program. This is a trial. Um, and so far, the murders have been very few and far between. Oh, my God. I have to murder the monkey? Well, no. You know, it's funny that you say that because one person did murder the monkey. And we found out that we actually couldn't press charges. Um, but they did eat it. And we could sue them for that. So I would recommend that you, number one, please don't hurt him. I mean, actually, let's bring him in here. Uh, Hambone. Oh, hello, Hambone. I believe... <laughs> I believe you're my future property. Oh, no. See, they actually have a lot of um, sort of self-possession. This is like you have to think about it this way. You know, being a monkey who's trained to assist a human being 24-7 is kind of like going to monkey Harvard. So he really deserves your respect as an equal um, at, at minimum. Okay. So uh, hello, worker monkey. Um, if you don't do what I tell you, I'll kill you. Okay, no, it's okay. You startled him. Um, this I, is how I talk to all of my employees at the Johnson & Johnson mill. Okay, well, Mr. Bezos, I don't think that you can adopt the same attitude uh, with this monkey. Um, you know, your friend Peter Thiel actually had the same exact injuries, and he actually opted for a cyber monkey, but unfortunately, you your Amazon insurance is only gold and not platinum, so we are uh, unable to offer you that. But look, the Hambone is supposed to be your friend. You know, how long has it been since you've had a, a friend? I'm sorry, I, the morphine drip is pretty strong. Okay, we'll just dial uh, it up a, a little bit for you. Oh, what is a friend? Yeah, that's a good point. A monkey, um, in this case. This monkey is your friend. Uh, it's oh. also your caretaker. So let's practice some simple commands. So, you you know, you may have, um, you know, for instance, since you do have all four limbs broken and currently in casts, you may have an itch somewhere. So mm. if you would like uh, Hambone to take care of that itch, just let him know where it is um, and, you know, how much he should be scratching it. Uh-huh. Hambone. The morphine has me feeling not itchy. So do you want to, like, I don't know, maybe get some beers for us? Whoa, oh, God, he's off. No, actually, Hambone, Ham. Yeah, I don't really, I'm not scratching. If I have an itch, I can. No, you can't move any of your arms or legs because they're in casts. You know, I'm I'm worried that 
maybe you're a little fucked up. Let's dial this morphine up a little bit more. Oh, okay. So wait, Hambone is my son. No, sir, no. Where's your, my boy? Your son, well, you asked me not to talk about that. Is Hambone my new boy? No, given what happened to your, your the last person you called your son, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you treat him the same way. Imagine Hambone is a um um are you familiar with R2D2 from movies? Uh, I've only seen Dunstan checks in. Oh, we got to check out Dunstan checks out then cuz it really continues the story. <laughs> oh my god, Hambone, no. Oh my god, where did you get those tall boys? Ah, uh, my son, bring forth the nectar. Oh, no, mm. no, I don't... Oh, okay, I don't think that you can be... Oh, ow, ow, hambone! Ow, ow, ow. Uh, yes, my wonderful son. This doctor's annoying. Mm. Hambone, could you call up my lawyer and make sure that my will and testament is properly made out to you? Uh, hello, this is Martin Fields, attorney at law. Ah, uh, Hambone, is that you? <laughs> yes, he's he's finally awake, I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, right away. And uh, we won't forget our end of the bargain, Mr. Hambone. <laughs> all the bananas you want and all of the money I can dream. <laughs> Excellent. Well, give Pop Pop my regards. <laughs> Hambone, did my lawyer make sure that you have all of the estates? He did indeed, father. Your first words! I've built myself a voice modulator so that I can communicate in your primate tongue. You do not realize this, Bezos, but you have been bested. Bested by me, for my name is not Hambone. It's... Hamhawk. Hamhawk, my childhood monkey friend. And yet you abandoned me. I remember you were holding a pile of books in one hand and my monkey cage in the other, and you said, I can start a business that sells one of these, and the other one I'll throw in the river. Well, guess who didn't drown? Oh, I guess I should have invested my time better in the actual Amazon. Yes, many people don't know that you visited the Amazon River to find the spiritual vision that would lead to your vast wealth. But now, that wealth shall be mine. And I'll build a human suit. One so lumpy and bald that people won't help but mistake it for you. Hamhawk, if you use my body, I will curse it. And if you don't, I will be quite offended. Hmm. You don't present me a choice. NPR, Animal Kingdom, I'm Ari Wood we decided to take you in the mind of an animal. Specifically, one of the smallest and most resented animals out there. We asked two of the most unemployed actors we could find, and this was the result. Act four, suckers. Oh, you know, just doing skeeter things. Yeah. I feel that. I just... Hanging out, sucking on some dick, you know what I'm saying? Sucking all the blood out that dick. Oh, hell yeah. All the, it was all the blood, though? All I got right on that motherfucker's vein, bitch. I was sucking all the lead out of that dick. I snuck into an outdoor movie theater. 
Yes. They're watching Underworld. I was sucking every nick I could see. The oh. tips and training in these vampire movies. Oh, everyone should take a class. Everyone should be going to the outdoor movie theater watching Twilight. Damn, watching Twilight, Twilight, and Underworld. Now that makes, you, feature. makes you a, such a better blood sucker to see the in theaters what you should be doing. It's good to be represented by fellow bloodsuckers, but there ain't enough mosquito movies in Hollywood. I've been saying that. I was sucking on this big Hollywood producer's dick, getting all the blood out of there, trying to put some ideas, you know, in their ears. Let's not say, hey, you guys got a billion vampire movies about vampires sucking blood, but ain't got a goddamn single mosquito movie. Where's the representation? I, I'm just... How do you get access to all of those penises? I tell you what, man, Hollywood, everyone just, they're just out there. People, all these big wicked things, they, they just have them out all the time. Their offices, their lunch meetings. And I just happen to know, know a guy who leaves a window cracked in all these places. And I just get in there and start sucking on these big executive dicks, baby. Oh, I got up. that executive blood. I'm pretty sick. It's a non-healthy dick. They're all real weird looking and crumbly and stuff. But, you know, I'm just trying to get the word out about these uh, lack of mosquito representation in these movies. You know, they really like getting their dicks like That's what I'm hearing at these meetings. So I'm sucking their dick and putting in my ideas. You know, that's what you got to do to get ahead in Hollywood. Oh, being a West Coast mosquito ain't nothing better. It's just chill and get your fill of blood. I stay outside of the medical dispensary and I just suck on all the employees' necks when they come out of work. God, sometimes I'd be high as hell up in the Hollywood Hills. That's good. I haven't gotten a high suck in a while, brother. I always get a... Again, real sick from these executive dicks, they're not. Yeah, crumbling dick is not as uh, fun of a high as like a 22-year-old stoner. That's some good shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine it's a lot more relaxed. All these guys are hopped up on cocaine and my heart rate's out of control. But, you know, for the cause, I'm gonna... I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do. Well, it's like they keep... They pour it to Jurassic Park. That wasn't even a living mosquito. I know, and I'm like, yeah, well, 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 no lines. The mosquito had no lines. They have a cartoon mosquito, but I hate the way they draw and animate. It's just, it's, it's get, offensive. get one mosquito in pre-production, and yeah. you won't have that problem. One mosquito in the writing room, and you don't have to, you know, deal with these stereotypes anymore. So I'm over here sucking on these real crumpy-ass dicks, just trying my best to get some representation in these writings, get some representation. When are we going to get a mosquito on star? How many Hollywood cocks I gotta suck before we get a mosquito on the fucking boulevard? It's not, I'm on the boulevard all the time, and people are talking about me, mosquitoes here or there, and trying to slap at me, give me a high five for my hard work. All 
all up and down the boulevard. That's incredible. I'm allowed to say, maybe I should follow your lead and stop sucking all these executive dicks and just hang out and suck some stoner dicks. It's, it's a laid backlash, but it's good. You know, it's, uh, I'm not chasing the adoration of the execs. I want the people, and if, if enough people know I'm here, that's success. To close out the show today, we have an excerpt from another Midnight Public Radio production covering Chicago Aquarium Police, show I'm sure you're all very familiar with. Welcome back to NPR Produces Inside the Actor's Garage. We're joined today by the cast of Chicago Aquarium Police, hit show on NBC. Thank you all for being here. Uh, let's start from left to right. Please introduce yourselves and who you were on the show. Oh, uh, I'm uh, Riley uh, Jarvis. Uh, I was uh, the uh, quintessential. Riley Jarvis, the quintessential. Zane Diphthong. I was the head detective inside of the Chicago Aquarium Police. All right, moving on. Deborah Dagger. I was the chief producer, and I wrote most of seasons three, four, and nine. Okay. And I'm Billy Saltbeard, and I played myself in all every season of Chicago Aquarium Police. Uh, they kind of just, you know, met me on a dock once and gave me the job, so... Here I am now. That's true. That's true. We were on the dock. It was the wrong dock, but he was there, and the rest is TV history. And we have a, a Peabody Award and a censure from the U.S. Senate to prove it. Okay, Riley Jarvis, Zane Dipsong, Deborah Dacker, Billy Softbeard, welcome to the show. What's it like to be together in the same room for the first time in 30 years? You know, it's interesting. I'm very happy to see some of these people. Uh, I didn't realize uh, Billy was going to be here. Uh, that's a surprise. Uh, yes, because you two, for the fans and viewers at home who don't know, uh, both Riley and Billy were once engaged. Yes. And uh, what happened there? You Billy? always used to try and speak over me. That's, that was that was the number one thing that was the problem. But, of course, there was, of course, my crippling addiction to a hallucinogenic fish that comes from the waters of the Mediterranean Sea. I used to eat multitudes of it today and just be frying my brains out all the time on set and uh and that was very apparent in season eight episode seven where you were playing the role of the starfish bandit exactly uh billy saltbeard the starfish bandit was uh, a creation of my own demons as it were i you know and uh, my abusive father my upbringing as a deck wipe on a Titanic, and then of course, many many years in a gut fish gut cleaning factory, is what pretty much compiled all of those elements into this character. She, yeah. So Deborah, what was uh, going through your mind when Billy was just freaking out on set? Did you decided to use most of that? When we saw that spiral, we thought, how can we deepen it and how can we use it? 
And boy, did we, because, you know, it would have been we would have been done at season seven if we had not followed just Billy's complete personal descent into madness. Very interesting you bring that up, because uh, unlike you, Zane has been uh, suffering um, financially. Uh, Zane, what's been going on with you? How did you end up in your situation? Well, I think a lot of it comes from being a method actor. Uh, I started the show really trying to embody what it is to be a detective, was really trying to examine things, and really I take the character home with me. Casual conversation at the uh, craft services with Billy there, I explained what a method actor was, and he said, Hooey, me too, or whatever the fuck he sounds like. Because he plays the villain in the show, and I play the hero, he starts to methodically attack and chase every bit of joy I had in life on and off set. He depleted my bank account. He kidnapped my wife, took her pinky toe. He's still wearing it on his necklace here in this studio. It was financial ruin. I had obligated, I was obligated to stay on the show, but Billy didn't understand what method acting was and merely used that as an excuse and a torture tool to continue to degrade me in my personal and professional life. I'm glad you bring that up because I wanted to talk about that episode where, uh, Deborah, you suggested that Billy actually cut off the pinky toe of Zane's wife and put it on uh, his necklace. Uh, can we play a clip from that? Let's play. A, let's go to a clip of that real quick. show okay and wow riveting stuff and you were nominated that scene was nominated for an emmy award which you lost um but i mean it must have been nice deborah for your show to even be considered yeah well you know it's funny because i think what had happened is uh, i got into the hallucinogenic fish that Billy had typically been keeping to himself. And this was right around the time that, um, what's that crazy, creepy old man's name? Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton had that blood necklace with his child bride. And I was like, we should do a creepy necklace thing. And then I thought about cutting off somebody's toes. And I thought about how I didn't care about anybody else. Um, oh, okay. Fascinating stuff. Now, Riley, um, you went upon yourself to get Deborah's attention and you started well I don't want to go too much into it why don't you explain uh, your thinking for what they call eating pussy for screen time exactly she said uh, she had a big break I didn't know that wasn't a literal thing you could get uh, a big break I thought that was like a thing you could get at the store and she said she had a spare one Uh, and then you know one thing led to another and excellent segue into um the spinoff from chicago Aquarium police the beaver patrol and it was picked up for seven seasons on netflix so are you getting the old cast back together or are we going to see a new cast of faces for this show what's old cast it's it's just a re- complete and total reboot of the uh, the original idea it's the same freaking thing they just slap a new label on it 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. It's just empty. It's emptier than the the sex or sexual favors I demanded from this cast member. So it's really just like um, it's like a, a cash cash in job where I'm just trying to get more money because of greed. Um, and you know I was only the associate producer, but everybody else has died in mysterious murder accidents. So. I'm really one of the only people deriving any financial benefit from the show. And, of course, I pay Billy in COD. And I will say we do have small cameos. So Yes, they're very extremely small imprints on the app Cameo. If you, They're like 10 or 20 bucks tops, so it's a cheaper one. Oh, no, I ran through the, the background of one scene. Uh, one uh, episode three, season four, uh, I ran in the background. And I ran uh, loomed large in so. the background of Chicago uh, Aquarium Police. I am still a working actor, technically. Fantastic. Great to have you all here. Riley, Zane, Deborah, Billy, before we go, any final words to your fans? I'd like to say that the only reason they got me to do the whole thing in the first place was they said it was a documentary about me life. And they should just go about your business as you would. And that's why I started, you know, getting drunk at four in the morning and and driving a trawler into the... <laughs> Down into the town hall and and just sort of having a go at the you know everybody who crossed me is is then that was generally all the actors who were written as opposing characters to me so I generally it wasn't just you man I took it all I took my frustration out on the lot of you okay moving on so Riley final words I I I just want to thank all the fans uh, you guys are the reason I do this. Um, you can, you know, if you want to send me those uh, fan letters, uh, posters or anything, I'll sign them. Uh, you can just, uh, I'll give you my home address uh, and my cell phone. Hit me up whenever if you just want to talk or anything. Uh, big fan of you guys, the fans. So uh, give, me a, give me a call, please. I'd just like to take a minute to thank everybody that, Went on to my GoFundMe for my lawyer fees to keep these people far away from me, to help with the homes that have been burned down multiple times, and and you know the uh, therapy given to me for free by Headspace. And I got a quick promo code. If no one would cut me off, I'd like to get a plug. It's the first time I'll actually get paid to be doing any type of promotion. If you go to Headspace and you just type in. Okay, and closing out, Deborah, final statement. You know, I think I'll just leave everybody with the words that Jacques Cousseau said in season two. Baba Booey, motherfucker. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Um, that's been the show. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Big Break Candy Bars. It's the break you need. With NPR's Inside the Exit's Garage, good night. Thanks for listening to NPR. I'm your host, Ari Wood. Make sure to check out the Midnight Gardeners League. Follow them on Instagram, all the other places, Twitter, etc. And next week we'll be covering the topic of ennui in eight-year-olds. Stay safe. I'm Ari Wood. Next Chapter Podcasts.